A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the boys in the better land, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Liverpool maintained their perfect start. Steve Bruce got his win and Roy the boy rides again. <laughs> My name is Marcus Speller, Luke and Peter here, and welcoming the sexiest of them all back into the pod, it's Jim Campbell. Hello. Oh. Jimmy's on, on the, the pod. pod. Jimmy's, Jimmy's on the pod. Everybody. Yeah. Gone off Edinburgh, have we? Yeah. Well, Fed up with it yeah, now. I have. Or have, yeah. <laughs> has Edinburgh gone off you? <laughs> A bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great time. to have you back. It's great, it's great to have someone sat back. opposite me. Yeah, I am sort of slightly shell-shocked from the whole thing, as is the nature of the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, but I'm back now. So, you don't you don't sound quite so unwell as you usually do. Oh, I have been. Well, yeah. It sounds a little bit unwell. Yeah, a bit mm. reedy. Mm. I've just noticed Marcus is using a power bank for his tablet. Hello. Yes. Ooh. Hello. Oh. Where'd you get that bit of tech, oh. mate? Grandkids get you something nice today. <laughs> Silver Crest. That Good looks name. like a freebie. Good brand. <laughs> is it a freebie? No, it was a present. Thank you very oh, much. Yeah. Well, then a freebie, people. a literal freebie. Uh, well, no, because somebody bought it. Yeah, so Santa, he turns up with all his freebies in his bag and gives them all the boys and girls. Okay. <laughs> Just because Newcastle won doesn't mean to say you can come up with other, other giddy nonsense. What's at the top of the running order? Is it Newcastle United or is it your beloved Crystal Palace? It is my beloved Crystal Palace, <laughs> apparently. Well, it's my beloved Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Well, let's crack on with it. Well, actually, no, we're not going to crack on with it. Oh. I want to say that there was a lot of good goals scored in the Premier League and we just don't have time to cover them all. So a little right. shout out to Harvey Barnes, Ooh. Moussa Gineppo, Harry Wilson and Ashley Barnes. Mm, we yeah. love you guys. Keep doing those great goals. We haven't got time to fit all the, um, all the goals in. A lot happened. There's too much VAR to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that is essentially what football is now. Yeah, oh, I know. God, I really do think there needs to be some sort of like moratorium from the broadcasters on talking about it too much. Like, leave it. There's so many instance of it in the highlights on Match of the Day it's like you cut this out just, yeah. get, just, just get that just get, get that clip of the aforementioned Ashley Barnes laughing at Kovacic uh, yeah. you know when he's just, like, <laughs> just giggling at him because he yeah. give, give him a little push Yes, um, just have that clip so every time somebody goes VAR they go he just goes yeah. I've got <laughs> a um, see you now innit <sighs> I've got a quite a hankering to see that fight Ashley Barnes and Matteo Kovacic no, mm. I reckon that I'd run I do as well I think they're both tough <laughs> I think Barnes would probably shade it for me maybe he might do mm. he might do Yes, exactly. Did you use VAR on your comedy set? Uh, I think you're fine if you watch the video. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Do do no want to watch that back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's crack on then with uh, Crystal Palace's win against Manchester United. Lovely win for Roy the boy. Mm. He described it as a heroic victory. He's right, of course, Jim Campbell. Mm. (laughs) He is. He is right. Yeah, I mean... uh, 
Watching the highlights, I expected Man United to have been a lot worse than they were. You know what I mean? Because they, they were fairly dominant. It just absolutely allowed themselves to be sucker punched twice, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, they're always going to be dominant, aren't they, against it? Well, you a say that, side. but so often, they last season, quite often in, in particular, uh, certainly under Mourinho, they just seemed a little bit disjointed. You know, mm-hmm. like there wasn't much of a plan. They didn't know what they were doing. This seemed like sort of a little bit more of the old Man United, but with the results of the new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you think, though, with Solskjaer, Solskjaer, sorry, I need to get that right because it's been rightly pointed out. I think people find, it, people find it quite uh, entertaining and they're quite affectionate towards you for it. When I, when I, when I announced that you... I think that's very kind of you. Well, no, when, when there's this, this sort of um, culty following on Twitter of people who like the way that you pronounce Solskjaer, yes. as Solskjaer, uh-huh. I don't think people were complaining. Okay. So I think you should just, just embrace it. Enjoy right, it. it up then. Yeah. Join right. the shushes. <laughs> Solskjaer. Solskjaer. Yeah, uh, yeah, him, uh, Ole. Uh, obviously, when he played, uh, when, he, when he got those wins at the start of his Manchester United reign, which seems a long time ago now, it was the, the counter-attacking style, you know, Gary Neville always used to sound of Ferguson, counter-attacking style, but, you know, home games against schools of Palace, you can't really play too counter-attacking, can you? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, and, you shouldn't need to. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't help, though, when... when Nah, David De Gea is not quite at the races. But the, mean, but, the, but, the, but, the, but the situation is surely the situation I mean, yeah, is okay. that Manchester United. And by the way, it, we, I, we can all in this room remember a time when the idea of Manchester United scoring in the 89th minute to equalise and then losing was very much the uh, last bastion <laughs> of the other team at Old Trafford, <laughs> yeah. not this one. Yeah, um, and it was a lovely goal by Daniel James. Um, but um, Man United aren't that good. You have to remember that. Mm. Well, there's been a lot of positive yeah. highlights around them because they, people mm. have decided that they've strengthened in the right areas. Aaron mm. Wan-Bissaka's come in, Harry Maguire's come in, you know, one or two others, and and Daniel James, of course, as we've already mentioned. These are players who will probably, hopefully, if all things being well and the recruitment's done right, um, they will go on to be successful after Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't be conf- this, this good feeling around that shouldn't be confused with the idea that May not are suddenly good again because they won three of their last fifteen games a, and they're Man United. There was a yeah. wonderful, horrible stat on Twitter that somebody put out: um, <clears throat> Adam Johnson has more Premier League assists than Jesse Lingard in the last six years. Hmm. Right, and he's been wow. in prison for three of them. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 honestly, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? I, I Jesse Lingard t- is not a player that plays like uh, the, you know in front of the defence, for example. No, I said it on um, <laughs> on Twitter yesterday. I think Jesse Lingard is among the most overrated Premier League players in the last few years. Very he's charismatic, he's, though, and he's got, con- some, got a good goal. His contribution, his contribution level in terms of like statistics. Yeah, I know there's the eye test as well, but in terms of statistics, it's woeful for a player in his position. It's mm-hmm. absolutely woeful. Well, he, he does seem like a player who was just uh, who was given a chance to see how it went, and then almost like because there's been so much upheaval at Man United. Like the the judgment on that seems to have been forgotten. It's yeah. Like throw a young player in, see how well he does. And he's what he's twenty seven now. Mm. He'll be twenty seven. Like, feel be, like is no, he twenty seven? He'll be, be twenty seven in December. Fuck off. I know exactly yeah. right. Jeez. Exactly. It feels Jeez. like one that's just gone under the radar a little bit. It's like get oh, yeah. him out. He should be <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Twenty <laughs> three. Exactly. Right. <laughs> he he became a bit of a uh, lightning rod, didn't he, this summer? Because um, that video of him just shouting "beans, beans, beans" when he was on holiday with oh, Marcus he's... Rashford. He's just—he seems like a clown. I like, like I mean, like it, yeah, obviously he's—you know—he's probably you a lot of Pete fun to be around. I <laughs> <laughs> think you should just become a YouTube star. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's think, in his future. Lingard is obviously a decent player, but you're right in terms of the, the stats. Do not go for him uh, in all competitions for club and country in his career 21 assists in total he robbed that goal against Netherlands though Uh, fine but uh, (laughs) still angry but um, what you said there Luke a few minutes ago about 
Manchester United. It reminds me a little bit of, of Arsenal, probably... Uh, when did it like Mikel Arteta, around that time when he joined the club? Yeah. And they made a lot of signings. Per Mertesacker came Sacker in. Well that, that sort of flurry of players. And everyone thought, ah, now we've got some new faces in. Mikel Arteta's yeah. been a good player mm-hmm. in the Premier League. One or two others. And now we can. You can go back to this summer for that. You can, but but it was at that time when everyone thought, ah, Arsenal have finally signed a few players. They've addressed a few positions, like centre half and and that that, that midfield position and bloody blah. blah. Uh, and now we're going to kick on. Uh, Arsenal fans thought and, and challenge for the title again. And of course that didn't happen. Mm. And people keep getting annoyed. Going, oh, no, hang on, we've made these signings. We're Arsenal. What what is happening? And it may well have been Ian Wright, but certainly a prominent ex-Arsenal player said, you're looking at the shirts and you're not looking at the faces in the shirts. Yeah. And and at Manchester United, Daniel James is, is a good young player, but he was playing in the Championship at Swansea last season. He scored a lovely goal, of course. It's early days. Uh, Harry Maguire yeah. has never played for uh, a, a, a huge class or, or sort of, you know. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but he obviously, he's a, he's a very good player. Uh, Aruan Basaka, you know, had a great season last season, but he's still a little bit green and, and, and still needs to learn uh, a, a bit there. But you can't expect, even if he was a world-class right-back, right back tends not to kind of pull a side yeah. up by its bootstraps and, and, and help them push on yeah. with the title. So, so well, look at the goal that Man United conceded, Marcus. Well, the AU goal. I mean, you know, Maguire, obviously it wasn't oh, it was soft. technically Maguire's fault, but I mean, Lindelof's got to win that. Well, he, he has to win that. He's out muscled far too easily yeah. from, was it Schlupp who... Yeah, Jeffrey Schlupp. You know, it's it's not like it's, uh, uh, you know, big Andy Carroll with the flick on, you no. know, and you just think, well, he's half a foot taller than me or something. You know, yeah. it was so soft uh, and they, they struggled to break him down and it was a great goal from Daniel James. But I think with Manchester United fans, yes, or it, it, you know, you don't want to sort of dampen people's optimism and, and all that kind of stuff. But that whole, well, we're Manchester United, we'll play the old way, we'll play the, mm. you know, blah, blah, blah. They've got some good players, but they are still way off Man City and Liverpool. And the cycle goes so quick because they go way to Southampton next, then there's the international break. And after the international break, they're at home to Leicester. And if it's obviously, it's more scientific than this. But if, if Crystal Palace can beat Man United at Old Trafford, Leicester certainly can, because Leicester are a good team. So Harvey Barnes whacking him in like that? This or? time next month, it could be a uh, really tricky, tricky time for Solskjaer. Some, somebody uh, tweeted another reason that, uh, that uh, Maguire runs like he's uh, answering the phone while wearing a towel. And he, yeah, he's, he he's actually bit, yeah. running it's all bottom bottom of the it does a bit it's yeah. on lower leg like I that. see that uh, but Palace though uh, Gary Cahill made his first start for, for how Palace. did they win the game Marcus in your opinion uh, they defended well and took their chances they scored two goals well they did I mean one thing under Hodgson which it doesn't work for the big clubs Liverpool fans will, will testify to that and perhaps England fans as well obviously not a club but you know a side with, with, with better players than he's probably had at his disposal for most of his career barring Inter um, he gets the shape right. You know, Hodgson drills his players on shape. They know their jobs. And, and, and with a performance like that, you've got to get a bit of the rub of the green, of course. Mm. Uh, but, but they know what they're doing. I mean, the first goal is just so route one. Um, I mean, and if that doesn't go in, how, you know, how does the game play out and so on? But to go up the other end and get a winner... That shows you because Manchester United are pushing and they think, here we go, we've got a last-minute yeah. equaliser, old Manchester United, there's the feeling, there's the the whole uh, thing that we want. And they leave themselves open at the back and Palace sucker punch them. <laughs> and people said to hey, it was a howl. I wouldn't say it was a howler, but he will have wanted a, to have a, saved it. A whistler, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> certainly it's not... Um... 
It's got, he's got to save it, but it's it. not making a Danny Baker VHS. It is. No. But of course, you know, Rashford misses a penalty, so the Palace had a little bit of luck there. It was the width of the post that saved them. So. Isn't football so funny for that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. All the yeah. chat around it all week has been about this penalty-taking thing and mm-hmm. how it should be sorted. Yeah. And then Solskjaer comes out and says, right, it's definitive now. Marcus Rashford is our penalty taker mm. and he misses the penalty. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely insane how football goes like yeah, that sometimes. It certainly is, yeah. But a great win for Palace. Nonetheless, Liverpool beat Arsenal 3-1. They, uh, of course, maintain their 100% start. Do the Reds. Now, I said on, uh, on, on the preview show that would this be a reality check for Arsenal? And, and Luke pointed out quite rightly, well, even if they lose the game, it doesn't necessarily mean a reality check because I don't think Arsenal fans are thinking challenging for the title this no. season. But, but, but you know, what did you make of it, Jim? Liverpool was, you know, fairly comfortable with Yeah, Liverpool, I mean, obviously it wasn't a sort of embarrassing battering like last season. Mm. So, that, I mean, that's obviously a, a low bar. Um, but, I'd, you know, Liverpool haven't lost at home in a long time, have they? It's, no. it's very, very difficult to beat them there. So um, there were a couple of frustrating moments. Like, Nic- uh, Nicolas Pepe should have scored, obviously. Which with that chance chances early yeah. on, eh? Exactly, yeah. If, obviously, if they if they put those away, that Aubameyang one, uh, which is obviously a very, very tricky yeah. shot, with, despite it being a pretty much an open goal. Um, but, yeah, I feel like, you know, had, had either of those gone in, then it might have been a little bit different. But the thing is... Liverpool are very, very ruthless, aren't they? And um, mm-hmm. when Salah's like, in that form, yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on. Yeah, and um, we also knew that this was part of the package when you, when you when you signed David Luiz. You're probably going to get a couple of those like kind of more yeah. rash decisions in a season here and there. So hopefully that one's out of the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Do you know on, it the, was, on, the, on the mention of David Luiz, um, Miguel Delaney in his piece at the Independent, he made a good observation. And perhaps others have observed it before that David Luiz deals in one-to-one duels with yes. other players. He doesn't deal with sort of the zonal <laughs> stuff yeah. and so on. So he will go right. It's me against you, and you sort of forget. Yes, but there are other attacking players yeah. that will come into the fray. And sometimes he's a bit like that because the argument is he's not really a centre half. Yeah, and against Salah for that second goal you can see that where he kind of goes in and Salah just goes thank you very much yeah. and he's off and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and think, what a goal it was it was a brilliant goal and I think Liverpool I mean those three goals they scored were within about 16-17 minutes yeah. and that will tell you everything you need to know about Liverpool they, they can do it so quickly mm-hmm. and before you know it the game's gone yeah. from you Luis is he's just erratic yeah. I, I, was, I was chatting to Brassel about it maybe you'll go into detail on it tomorrow on uh, Jules Nandy but if it comes up but he was saying, because I was saying that for me, I read Miguel's piece, by the way, but for me, I was thinking off the back of that, he's better in a three because he, he's the extra man. Yeah. He, can, he can conduct he's attacking got, He's got that safety he's, and he's got And he's got the ability to deal mm. with it, right? But then Andy was saying, well, he played in the two under Emirate PSG and he was decent. He's just erratic sometimes. Mm. So yeah. maybe as Jim's already said, it comes along with the territory with him. But we should follow up from what we said last week about Ceballos, by the way, mm-hmm. who looked like a little boy lost against mm-hmm. Liverpool Anfield. Now, I know he's not the first great player to have that happen to him, but we did say on this show yep. last week, don't get carried away. Yep. He's the teams he's played against, he should yeah. be bossing it. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, and he found it very tough at Anfield. Definitely. I mean, you know, against, you know, in the, in the first couple of games, Arsenal had a lot more of the ball than they had at Anfield, I would expect. I've not looked at the stats, yeah. but that's, that's obviously, you know, Liverpool are going to... Uh, going to just make it a lot, lot harder than, than teams that are happy to let you have the ball. So yeah. that is a, obviously a very a very real test of, of what you can bring. And, yeah. and, you, and, and they are a bogey team for Arsenal. Let's make that very clear. And a lot They've of other teams. Like, I think yeah. they've given like 15 <laughs> goals in like the past, the past three or four games. Yeah, yeah. 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 Klopp's Liverpool are our bogey team. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean though. You're right. But like they, they ship goals like no, you're right. nowhere yeah. else. They do. They've got a number. 
one one thing one thing that's really interesting that gives you the gap between the French league and the, and the English league. By the way, was Pepe's performance. I watched Pepe for Lille a bit last season because we did on the continent. He was fantastic, mm. standout player in the division. Probably I never once noticed how one footed he is, mm. and in one game at Anfield, mm. I noticed it about <laughs> yeah. about ten times, and, that, and that's such a limitation yeah, at is. top level when you're playing against really top defenders every mm. week. Mm. And I think the chance you alluded to there, Jim, if he had a right foot, it's a different story. I think, yeah. Mm. Little Torreira got a consolation, though. Gary Neville said it was a big goal for Arsenal psychologically. Yeah, I, I'm a little confused by that because is it is it really so so massive? I mean, well, Neville's Neville's whole kind of narration around the game was that Arsenal got nothing to worry about. Liverpool just a really good team, and Arsenal applied themselves really well. I found it a little bit patronising on behalf of Arsenal fans. Yeah. <laughs> I think but, a lot of the post-match team talks when he managed for those few matches yeah, probably yeah. were like, look, that goal was psychologically very important. We'll, yeah. we'll take that in the next game. <laughs> in that 7-1 defeat. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Seven Cumulatively. Nil, at 7 nil, I'd have walked. 7-1, <laughs> you've kept me in the I'd rather lose 7-1 in the Liga <laughs> than 15-0 in the Premier League. Oh, but would you rather win 1-0 at uh, Tottenham Hotspur's ground or lose 3-1 away to Norwich City? Mm. See what he's done there, Pete. Yes. Let's talk about it, Petey. Well, they moved it for Sky. I would have gone, but I was working, which is very nice. Let's not make this about you. It is about me. Okay. Why are you asking me then? An enormous win. (laughs) Why every time Newcastle comes up, everyone looks at me with a big smiling, poo-eating grin. Yeah. Going, what's Peter got on this? Well, all right. Jim, what did you think of Newcastle? <laughs> Crying out loud, man, they've won a game. It's they a are. huge it's result. Brilliant. Away to Spurs, an enormous win for Bruce's boys. And Steve Bruce, in response to all the criticism he received last week, said, I have managed 900-odd games over 20 years. You would think there would be some respect. Yeah, don't, don't point out your record, Steve. That's yeah. the last thing you want to do in the Premier League. Have a bit of respect, mate. Yeah. He's masterminded a 1-0 win. At to, be, to, be, to be fair to Steve Bruce... He's and dug that out. He, I mean... By all accounts, he's a lovely man, which I understand is not the point. But to be fair to him, he's had to deal with some stuff this week. Yeah, he's gone yeah. that said mm. he literally couldn't take a warm up properly, <laughs> yeah. some of the things, which I think is an absolute embarrassment. Why is he getting involved though? Why, is he, why is he reacting to it? Well, it because, just seems to. Be, I mean, he's what, a, what a nonsense point! <laughs> what do you mean? Well, why is it? Why is he reacting to? Because it? he's saying that over twenty years off. of being a manager, right. he's been hugely disrespected, and people in the press don't know any better. Right, okay. which is a perfectly reasonable does, response. Does but that, why? Why is he responding in the press? Why isn't he just like? He didn't. He, he, sort of he answered the question in the post-match interview. No, what? no, no. Pre-match, he was going. No, on no, I think it was on the. Was it on the Friday yeah. when they do a lot of the press? It's a press conference, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why someone's asked asked him a question or something. But also, when you're saying why is he reacted. We might just be a bit pissed off. <laughs> no, can they also sell I mean, he, has brought, he has gained promotion a number of times from the Championship. Now, I know that doesn't translate into wins in the Premier League. No, it's, it literally doesn't, Marcus. Right. Looking at his record, it doesn't. Might be mark. handy you... for next season, though. As <laughs> <laughs> we said. As we said. His record, against, his record away against the traditional big six in the Premier League, he's got a 3% win rate. Yeah, look, we talk about the old Brucey bonus and all that, but, but yeah. to suggest he can't take a wall back, like, there's criticism That's what and there's yeah. other criticism. Exactly right. I'm struggling to see how he's going to perform against Manchester United this season. Whoa. The state they're well, in. Well, that is a low bar, isn't it? <laughs> well, at, least at least you're enjoying the win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are unbelievable. No, Peter. you're talking about. You're talking about. Uh, I'm giving you a reaction to, to, right. to, to, to what uh, to what was said in the week, and I'm saying why is he getting involved? I don't think he necessarily needs to be involved. He can just move on. He's, he's, he, yeah. They've had a fantastic win mm. uh, in really difficult circumstances, quite intense circumstances. Um, I thought the defending it was heroic. 
heroic. It was certainly heroic, but he didn't he didn't deviate from 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 the back five, which I genuinely thought he would do because they looked completely lost against Norwich. To be fair, I think mm. Spurs looked completely rudderless. They couldn't really break down Newcastle, and they were just limited to you know. Mm. But that's to the credit of the way Bruce shot, set his shot team up. 30, Thirty yards out. But I mean, mm. you know, Spurs would have had you know the lion's share of the possession. But Bruce realises, and there's this trend in the league nowadays where teams go away to bigger teams and they think, right, well, you have the ball and we'll, we'll defend. Yeah. That's what they have to do. That's why you see uh, the, these huge stats, you know, in terms of possession. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Wilson's wrote very well on that indeed. Um, but but Newcastle, you know, the, 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 I mean, Paul Dummett was, you know, what a performance yeah. from him. Oh. And, and But but he, he took out John Joe Shelby and he put in a more solid midfield that, that you played with the shape and the system and so on. And they've grounded out a brilliant result. They took their chance. I mean, lovely ball was it from Atsu? Mm. What a pass Well, Joe Linton was involved in the in, in, in the start of the actual the match of the day um, highlights didn't um, show the whole the whole movement, which is mm. really satisfying for me. I think Joe Linton touched it twice before he actually legged it into the box uh, for, for the goal or, or close to the box anyway. But yeah, yeah no, it was it was a good finish. Yeah, I noticed that. And uh, and, and I thought they did pack the box. I, I thought Newcastle mm-hmm. spent a lot of the time in the eight-yard box. But I think the start of the match, Joe Linton uh, actually cleared the ball almost off the line. Uh, with with a defensive header off a corner, and he did actually did that twice. Mm. And I thought, oh god, this is going to be a, a horrible day at the office. <laughs> that's, that's really encouraging because for in, in the modern day Premier League, those type of strikers need to be good defensively as well, mm. set pieces. Mm, and if you, the top the top sort of Premier League strikers from down the years, a lot of them are very very good in both mm. boxes. Like Kane's good at it, <clears> Robin <throat> was really good at it. Um, so it's important to do that as well. But if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be very disappointed. Well, Spurs have yeah. Spurs need to be perfectly frank. They had a reality check yeah. because they're now going to be playing against teams who come to their stadium mm-hmm. and they're not going to try and open them up. They're not mm. going to open up themselves. Yep. And and Spurs were always, obviously, as we know, seen as a bit of a light touch and, mm-hmm. and teams would go at them. I remember um, a couple of teams getting some, you wouldn't fancy getting some decent results at the old White Hart Lane. Um, They've always struggled with that. But now they 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 have to find out and work out a way of breaking down teams who will find it, mm. who make it tough for them. And they were so predictable mm. but even to the point what you normally see with top teams doing this away uh, sorry at home when teams are sort of shutting up a shot is they move the ball really quickly side to side mm. and the teams who move it fast yep. like Man City for mm-hmm. example they tire that team out they get dragged out of position and they find space it was so unimaginative mm. it was unbelievable that, that, I bet Steve Bruce couldn't believe his luck but that's why I'm not getting carried away by, uh, by, by the win it was a narrow victory and I thought Winks was the only player who seemed to look like he had any sort of clarity of vision mm. Should have probably been a penalty as well. It, uh, that was will... a fortunate one, perhaps. I mean, that was yeah. a definite penalty. <laughs> I can't. I can't see. I cannot see. And Pete, you touched on this when we were talking about on WhatsApp earlier. I think it's a really important, important point. Mike Dean gives that last season mm. all day long. He doesn't want to prove wrong. Exactly. Absolutely. The right. ego yeah. take the ego manifests up in a different way. He doesn't want to be proved wrong. He doesn't want to make the, the call when it might be ruled out. Or yeah, it's 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 a weird situation. So he's, he's basically saying, "I want to be the centre of attention, but mm. on my own terms." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, we did, I did worry last uh, week when we, we we spoke about VAR and how it was overshadowing Mike Dean. Dean, he finds a way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should fact. never have worried about that. <laughs> I just enjoy <laughs> the fact that Lascelles looks like he's he just gives up and goes, "I'm going to eat this ball." Yeah, yeah. That's what you want for your centre half. <laughs> well, that, no, that you ball, literally don't want any of that. Of course you do. He, he fell diving, over. Yeah, but diving <laughs> to stop the striker from scoring—that is the commitment that you want. I mean, John Terry esque. John Terry got a lot closer to the ball. John Terry was a far better player. Is that why it wasn't? 
considered a penalty? What? Because he was he was deemed to have fallen over. I'm still a little confused. No, I, as do, to, I don't know why. What the reasoning for not giving it was. In I the think first I think Harry Kane sort of leaned into the foul more than because the ball was on his side. And I think if anything, this is teaching us that strikers need to try try and make a, a genuine attempt to mm-hmm. retain possession of the ball and then go down rather than just lean into the mm-hmm. proposed foul uh, and go down. So I think that was what. Presumably, what the I, I don't know who the person was in well, this, in the, the truck, but the problem is this: it's accountability, but mm. accountability without actual accountability, mm. because we can all watch that and go, "That's a pen, right?" And most of us think it's a penalty, mm. and you can come up with some sort of weird reason why it isn't based on conjecture because you're not given the actual explanation, like Alan Shearer. But the point is, well, I think Graham Sunes did as well. Right. But the point is that if you are going to take it to another official and look at it on a video in slow-mo and show everyone that slow-mo and then not do what is obvious to pretty much everyone watching as per the laws of the game, you need to explain that Mm. because otherwise it just gets more frustrating. It doesn't actually solve any problem. And if you move from referees getting 93% of decisions right to 95% of decisions right, but there's no explanation on the ones they still inexplicably get wrong, I mean, is it worth it? No. Speaking of technology, um, uh, Robbie Keane using the Sky Sports uh, iPad. Oh, I didn't was, see this. Tell us about oh, this. Oh, it was. You know, remember Guy Gorman when he's on BBC? I am confused. Um, it was Robbie Keane was trying to explain what was happening with the defensive line uh, of Spurs when when when, uh, when Newcastle scored the goal, and he was trying to like just jabbing at it with the stylus, <laughs> and he was just getting really confused, <laughs> and he's trying to talk at the same time, but he's kind of concentrate. So did uh, yeah uh, when the striker goes in. Uh, 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 <laughs> and it's just a man going ah, ah, stab, 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 ah. he needed a water break halfway through <laughs> do you reckon he's had time to rehearse that I, well I presume he's had some kind of uh, information as to uh, how to conduct himself in front of a piece of technology yeah because oh, yeah. the one thing you do not do is you do not panic no uh, and you, you uh... do not say things like that about a man like Robbie <laughs> Peter alright let's go for a quick break Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Welcome back to the Ramble Football Ramble Daily, everybody. Over to Luke Moore. Um, yeah, don't forget to come see us live, mm. ramblelive.com. The Football Ramble is going on tour. There's plenty of fun things planned. Uh, we're probably coming to a town near you in England, and we're coming to a town near you probably in northwestern Europe and um, Scandinavia, and hopefully to a town near you in the US. Tickets are available in Europe and England on ramblelive.com. A lot of the venues are selling out pretty quickly, so I'm just kind of giving people a reminder to get in there and get your tickets now to avoid disappointment. It should be lots mm. of fun. So that's ramblelive.com. I should also give people the Betway 4 to school results from Friday's show. Yeah. It won't take long. No. Um, <laughs> Betway.com forward slash 4 to score, of course, free to play for a chance to win up to £250,000. Game one was Jim, Roberto Pereira, that was a no. Nope. Uh, Pete had Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang in Liverpool Arsenal that was a no mm-hmm. I had Raheem Sterling in Bournemouth Man City that was a no <laughs> and Mark has completed the quadra- quadratric hat-trick mm-hmm. um, with a Harry Kane shout in Tottenham's Newcastle and that was also a no so so far 12 selections <laughs> 0 out of 12 we went very route 1 though I thought but I also would say that I, I'm fairly certain that um, for the first three weeks of the season no one playing mm-hmm. has won it Ooh, so wow. it's not right, just okay. us who's um, who's given it a go. Mm. Okay, cool. Mm. And failing. All right, let's uh, turn our attention to Pete Donaldson and his emails. You email short football ramble daily dot com, and now Pete is reading it out. Well done. Any thoughts, Jim? <laughs> Big fan. Big, Big fan. I've enjoyed fan. the reactions to it as well. Yeah. Uh, ben has got in touch. Hello, Pete and the Ramblers. I'm right. Uh, just a quick one. Uh, two <laughs> weeks in a row, I've been left frustrated, not infuriated by Mr. Moore saying, uh, have your say for a chance to win 250 grand when referring to the Betway Photo Score yeah. uh, challenge. I'm sure you'll all agree that it would sound so much better as have your say for a chance to win 250k. Because oh, it rhymes. Rhyme it, yeah. it rhymes, yeah. All right, I'll rhyme, it. Wrong. <laughs> I'll rhyme it next time. Pete, is, is the, a few people have asked me on Twitter this week, right. is the email jingle going to be included in the live? shows in some capacity it can be yeah yeah for an hour <laughs> yeah on loop that, with a band going. thank you Ben for that email what else have we got uh, Connor hello Connor uh, off the back of Paolo Sousa's uh, Bordeaux having an indifferent start to the season and Will Hughes's spectacular miss against West Ham oh, yeah. this weekend oh. are the good people at Ramble HQ at all concerned about the people interviewed on the Ramble Meets pod uh, whether they're subjected to bad luck extreme bad luck in the weeks following their podcast appearance if so is anyone looking after Alan Kerbishley well that's a fair point because Will Hughes it looked probably a little bit easier than it was on first glance but at the same time he still should have put it away Mm. made worse by the fact that in the interview he said he wants to try and add more goals to his game this season (laughs) Paolo Sosa yeah has had a bit of an indifferent start at Bordeaux but Andy Brassel whenever I say that to him he always says to me that he interviewed someone for at the match last season Yeah, and from the week later they went on the, the most ridiculous scoring run they've ever been on so okay. he reckons he's even one to one on one <laughs> lovely uh, funny for now Jack Toon fan living in Norwich uh, long time ramble listener first on the email I couldn't resist the chance to let you know that 90 soap legends uh, Dean Gaffney aka Robbie Jackson and Michael Beppe DeMarco Greco 
Yeah, Michael Greco. Mm. Yeah, uh, we were found in the home end at last weekend's Norwich versus Chelsea match at Carrow Road. Uh, Robbie and Beppe, because let's face it, that's basically what know. they call them. Yeah. Uh, they're both Chelsea fans that were uh, jumping and clapping every time Chelsea scored. After several fan complaints, they were promptly evicted at halftime by stewards and not seen for the rest of the match. Gaffney. Oh, Gaffney. I, I, I quite like the fact that they're still hanging out together after all this time. I think so. Yeah. Friendships last forever, yeah. even if active that. jobs don't. Very much I so. I like the fact that uh, Dean Gaffney looks a bit like David Gandhi, the uh, model. You think in a, in a hall of mirrors kind of thing? In a hall of mirrors kind yeah. of thing, yeah. I, I heard, a, I heard a story that Beppe DeMarco had basically just been since he's standards has just been living in LA, trying and not necessarily succeeding. They're fucking rich, Mister Edinburgh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Jim never this moved to Edinburgh. You moved for no. a month. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, you've 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 neatly uh, linked that into Norwich versus Chelsea. For uh, this, jing- jingle. I was trying to get oh, away sorry, with it. Jing- All right, yeah. jingle. Go on. Oh. Bit louder. <laughs> <laughs> like what did you say? He said a bit louder. Bit louder. <laughs> Since the football ramble toured, so come see the football ramble live. There's your thing. That's better. Thanks That's very better, much. isn't it? Yeah. Ah, there it is. Norwich lost to Chelsea in an entertaining game at Carrow Road. Frank Lampard's first win as a Premier League manager. Yeah. How about that, everybody? Much uh, needed. Tammy Abraham, come on. Yeah. Very pleased for him. Very pleased. Two very good goals as well. Took him very well, didn't they? Absolutely, yeah. He needed that. He did. And I think we all did in a way, Jim. They needed it more than we did. (laughs) (laughs) And he needed more than they did. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. But Abraham and Mount being the goal scorers is is positive signs for the the Lampard regime, isn't it? Yes. It it is. but they still look a bit soft, don't oh, they? Do. So soft. Yeah. yeah. Abraham, uh, Abraham on the Mount sounds very biblical, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a story. I like that. Bible story. Yeah. Todd Cantwell scored for Norris. He's a good play. He came through the, the academy mm. there. He has the hair of another era. Yeah, I, I don't quite understand how, how to truly articulate how I feel about his hair, but it just, it, I, 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 it doesn't look like any other footballers in, in the Premier League. Which I'm era? thinking maybe like, maybe 90s. Okay. Maybe sort of like it's got a bit of nineties cross with a bit of sort of nineteen forties fighter pilot. Yeah, well, that, it's yeah, definitely it's mean. an older man's hairstyle, but it's an older man from another generation. Yeah, very, I know what you very mean. thick. And mm. I, I think he's, like, I, he's had sea salt spray in there. Yeah. I would, um, he's had loads of hair plugs. Mm. Like his mates have like. I don't think he's had hair plugs. He's only twenty one. What exactly? <laughs> what? Um, in, in, uh, when you mentioned about Chelsea being soft, of yeah. course they won the game. We should and we should at least acknowledge that. But they look so bad without the ball mm. then you bring someone like Brendia into play who has a bit of a bit of a lovely old time because he mm-hmm. gets loads of opportunity and he was able to to create a bit of havoc really yeah I, so I, I think and against a team probably better than Norwich who have started well fairly well to be fair well yeah I think I think Chelsea that you you know wins wins win and all that and good to get the first one of the season and they've had you know a tough time at Old Trafford as well and uh, what not so yes get the win and and obviously Lampard new manager and all that kind of stuff but I am surprised at how soft they look I know that they've got Mount and Abraham in there but I think Mount's done pretty well so far yeah. you know they still have some of the old guards you've still got you know Aspilicueta at the back mm. you've still got uh, you know the proper keeper in there and, and I think they they look a different team without Conte mm. and without um Rudiger they're both very important players. They, they and are. Neither of them but, played against but, Norwich. But Conte was there against Leicester, wasn't he? And I think Leicester are better than people think, though. No, I didn't yeah. know. I, I just, look, we, we've, we've talked up Rodgers and uh, Leicester. I think it's an, it was an excellent fit. But they again, they looked a bit soft. You know, really, Leicester would probably thought, ah, we could yeah. have maybe won that game. So I, I don't know. I it, 
I, I know it's Lampard and I know he will be given a bit more time and he should be given a bit more time and I don't want anybody to start putting un, undue pressure on, on, on somebody but they are going to have to sort that out pretty soon because, yeah. you know, a couple of goals against Norwich, it could have been more... The, the, the results and the performance, it's going to have to click soon, if you see what I mean. Mm. It's an obvious thing to say. I wonder, but I wonder what the expectations are realistically, though, and what they've, been, they've offered him as, a, as an acceptable season. What do you think is an acceptable season for Chelsea? <sighs> Top six? Yeah, I think so. Given the circumstances, I okay. think so, yeah. I would, I, would, I would say so. Honestly, I would. They're, this is a team that's finished down there in, mm. in recent years. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I mean, what they finished tenth on the Mourinho, something like that. Oh, blimey, I forget. They, it wasn't in the top six, put it that way. Yeah, right. Um, so I think it's a very competitive division this season, and they, it would involve them bucking a trend of that club, a, a trend that, by the mm. way, has delivered ridiculous amounts of trophies. And we've said before, mm. par for Lampard, just based on the Abramovich era, mm-hmm. they roughly win one trophy a season on average. So, so part for him will be winning a trophy. But I wonder if they'll apply slightly different parameters to him for this. Yeah. But the thing they're not getting right is their is their their vulnerability to the counterattack based around their their um their poor performances without the ball. Mm. And against better teams than Norwich, they're going to get pumped. I'm they telling are. you. I'm telling but, you. But when we talk highlight some of these sort of younger players coming in, it's, it's as I say, it's only a couple. But those younger players, you know, they've got energy. So if you want to defend from the front with Tammy Abraham, he's very mobile forward. You can, you can do that. I was pleased for him purely because I'm a bit of a fan of Giroud and I think he offers them a lot that people aren't don't really notice. And I, I, I know Abraham's goals came against you know, ex-championship opposition in Norwich you've just been promoted. Mm. But the way he took his goals was very, very confident. Yeah. Yes. And you hope that some of the adversity he's been given over the last week or so, which has been absolutely mm. unacceptable, by the way, has maybe galvanised him and further motivated him and given him strength. And I hope he's taking strength from it because that would be a really positive outcome. Uh, and I'm really pleased for him. I think I think he he, Absolutely. he, 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 he was he was fantastic. Yeah. Another go for Pookie, of course. On for top scorer. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Ashley Barnes has got something to say about that. Well, <laughs> those two finished top scorers. That'd be great. It? Oh. It's unlikely, though. Um, Aguero did get two, lest we forget. Yeah. Uh, Watford lost at home to West Ham. West Ham with their first win of the season Watford have lost three out of three you just, it's the one club you don't want to go on any kind of run like yeah. losing run you, you can go on a middling run fine but just don't lose a few in a yeah. run because they do rotate He's managers probably got well. maybe another 45 <laughs> to Minutes. turn it around yeah are Watford's uh, <laughs> is that strategy Watford to, to rotate the managers it's a managerial Actually, vending when, machine when we say rotate the managers it's very much get rid of one and get yeah. another well maybe <laughs> they, maybe, they maybe they'll be proved re-hiring. right yeah. well they'll be proved right though because Grassi are obviously east, I mean outstayed his stay yeah. some people in the in, in, the, in the club <laughs> might suggest and, and here he is lost three out of three it's, it's bad but he's he's going to be under pressure if they're not already a, and they're also on a, a ridiculously bad run from yeah. last season as well mm-hmm. and they, they lost the cup final 6-0 alright it's against Man City Still. but the end of last six season nil. they ended very badly and people were saying I've got one eye on the cup final and all the rest of it and they've started this where they've left off I mean it wouldn't necessarily be terrible to lose 1-0 away to Everton you'd think mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world but to lose at home to Brighton 3-0 on the opening day yeah. okay opening day well I thought, I thought that was maybe an anomaly but it's yeah. maybe not looking so no no exactly nah. they've got Coventry in the cup midweek I think cool. I mean who would embarrass themselves against Coventry eh, at home <laughs> you wouldn't find my team doing that yeah absolutely not <laughs> and, uh, and poor old Will Hughes by the way oh yeah. your mate Will Hughes well we're not mates but uh, well not now you're not no I'm toxic you were before, <laughs> before the start of the season yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sebastian Allaire got his first goals in the Prem second one an overhead kick mm. oh that's the stuff yeah. people saying have West Ham actually found a forward that's yeah. going to Work Sebastian Amel, yeah, right. uh, absolutely. Mm. He's uh, he's been living out of cardboard boxes and he's got like a heavily pregnant wife, apparently. <laughs> you still banging them in, still banging them in. Is that right? 
My goodness, yeah. So, yeah, exciting times for West Ham. They got their win. All right, let's go down to uh, the championship. Leeds and Swansea both won 3-0. They're top of the table. Impressive starts. Steve Cooper's reign has started very well at Swansea after they lost uh, Graham Potter to Brighton, of course. He's a very interesting guy, Steve Cooper. Mm -hmm. I think he's about our age. He's a young guy. Into late 30s, and he was the coach when England won the Under-17s World Cup. He was. But it's funny because he's Welsh, obviously, yes. and and um, I think he's very at pains to to state that he's a very proud Welshman at every yeah. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Did he though... say that after the final at the under seventeens? Yeah, can I just grab the mic? Yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse obviously me. A great day for Wales. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <yeah. laughs> no, but he has done really well. I think this is his first number one job at a big club. Yeah. I think. Um, what he we looks old, a, like a lovely picture of him. He looks really old in that picture, doesn't he? Insane. I think he's 39. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? All right. yeah. He doesn't look as young as you, He's Luke. been in management for too long. He doesn't already. look as young as me, but he's achieved a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true enough. Uh, but yeah, it's a good start, and uh, your tip for Leeds going up, still looking good. Well, it's not exactly a big shout, is it? No. <laughs> well, he thought it was, we do. <laughs> I think, so I think they'll do it, yeah, I think they will. No. I think Forrester are going to be up there. Right. Well, so. great win for Forrest against Fulham. Yeah. I'll tell you oh, what. Sammy Ammy. Oh, Sammy Ammy. He was, he was playing. Oh, he's, got, he's become like a kind of bit of a YouTube... Um, Sensation. A, a YouTube love. All right. Like just people clipping out bits of him, like just rinsing. He does have the power to rinse. I love him. <laughs> he's the power to rinse. He's the power to rinse, does yeah. Sammy. I love him. Well, obviously, you know, I, I was at the game and I was unhappy to see Fulham lose, but that first goal for Nottingham Forest, mm. one of the goals of the season so far. <laughs> so early in the game as well. So, it was mm. for three minutes or something. Yeah. Superb move in which all 11 players got a touch of the ball. And I'll tell you what, if you come to Fulham and you play Fulham <laughs> at their own game, the home of Tiki Taka, yeah. then, then you, you just got to applaud, you know. And if you um, are going to play that kind of football and everyone's going to touch the ball and three of those players are going to be Carl Jenkinson, <laughs> Michael Dawson and Sammy Amiobi, yeah, you, you yeah. deserve three points stuck yeah. under your belt Absolutely. back no- home. Nottingham Forest OBE, does it work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Dawson though, he kept Mitrovic quite largely. Mitrovic did score late on but it turned out to be a consolation. But yeah. Forrest, you know, we were talking to a uh, friend of the Ramble, uh, Tom, mm. uh, who was, who's a Forest fan and he was very worried about this game because obviously Fulham have... have, have mm. Been well, the Barcelona of the Championship once again. Yeah, and of West London, let's extend it to that. Oh, Marcus, you, you've you've done well there because I think people would have been upset with you had you not mentioned this game based on the nonsense we had to put up with last week. Well, it wasn't nonsense, was it? Pete? Nonsense. Yeah. Right, 83% possession. <laughs> it's actually 84 points. Forgive me. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. Yeah. I mean, Fulham had, I think... That's 77.1. Yeah, this Saturday. time around. Didn't help them, did it? Yeah, I know. That's it. If you... I often worry when Fulham have less than 80% of the ball. <laughs> and, and the, isn't, isn't the Riverside stand getting... Um, it's getting redone. Getting redone. Yeah, they're That's moving it out into the river. Oh, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's a floating stand. No, they are. They're moving it out into the river. Yeah. Yeah. Above the river. Yeah. They're not going to be sat on like lilos, are they? Well, Fulham. Yeah, true. Maybe party. under the Al-Fayed regime, they might have been. How dare they encroach on the nation's Thames? <laughs> it's the nation's um, Thames? Yeah. <laughs> How dare they encroach on the yeah, river? Yeah. Owner Khan has said, if you won't let me buy Wembley, I'm literally going to build into the tent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have your rivers. Yeah. I'll have your water supply. Should <laughs> <laughs> so build a big um, Monty Burns type thing over the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great win for Forrest. Well done to them. Uh, yes, before uh, we move on from uh, the Football League, Barry and Bolton, just a little mention for them. You know, mm-hmm. we're aware of that, of course. I mean, Pretty desperate situation. So, uh, yeah, they've got until five o'clock on Tuesday evening to complete a sale or confirm credible plans. I mean, 
It's, it's, not, it's looking slightly brighter for Bolton, but uh, Burry, yeah, Burry are pretty much done. It's not looking brighter for them on the pitch. I mean, they got battered at the weekend. <sighs> didn't well, they? I mean, they're playing like under 17s, yeah. aren't they? Like, yeah. just ridiculous. The, I, know. I, mean, I think, I think, I mean, we've talked about this in the past. I think, I think, sadly, and I'm not saying I agree with this, but I think we've mentioned on this show that it's going to have to take a proud old institution yes. to go out of business and no longer exist. Of which they both are. Yeah, um, for something to be done about this. And mm-hmm. when I mean something to be done about it, yep. Got to have some kind of like independent regulator come Ugh. in and work out what the process is and why it's not working properly for these things to happen. I mean, you've got teams though that are paying ninety nine percent of their um, income out in wages. That's just untenable for the yeah. for the promise of that big windfall when you get into the to, well, certainly the Premier League. But you've got teams in in the, the lower ends of the Championship, so it's just being run soft, shoddily anyway. Well, what, what I would ask, and I'm not an expert on this at all, but one thing I would I would ask, and maybe people listening can answer, or you guys might know. I don't know, but if for example, I'm not accusing anyone of anything in particular, but say for, as an example, an owner comes in, takes a, um, a football club that's been around for a hundred odd years, mm. runs it into the ground and it goes out of business. Why are they not facing criminal prosecution? Well, I mean, well, because I guess the tests that come in, I mean, what, you know, owning a company, you can, you can own it with some pretty dodgy. I mean, most of these clubs yeah. are bought with loans. I mean, they're, they're not bought with actual funds that actually exist um, with some pretty hefty repayment uh, plans included and stuff. But they are, that's, but, that's the easy solution for, for me. But the ultimate responsibility should lie with the people involved. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. It's, it's not illegal to fail, though, is it? Is mm. the is the issue there? It's I mean it's, it's not ideal. It's I think not it just needs wants, to be greater protection. But... I think there needs to be independent regulation mm. around how these clubs are bought because the thing that really I mean it's not it's all on the leagues though, isn't it? Like the the, the FA have just went let the leagues handle it. Nothing to do with us. That that seems to be the. But there yeah. needs to be a, an understanding that a team like Bury, who aren't the most glamorous team in the world, but they are they're, they're more than just like a name on the screen. Mm. They're, 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 when you when you see Scott Soccer Saturday and you see them winning or losing or whatever, that's what, to be perfectly frank, I've never been to Bury, I've never been to watch them. And to me, they are a team that just pop up on Soccer Saturday. They're not that good. You don't know much about them. But they are a team. Of course. And, yeah. they are, and they are important to a lot of people. And they're more than just a name on the screen and a result on a Saturday. Yes. They're, they're a huge part of a community. And I think there's a bit of cognitive dissonance between football fans and that kind of stuff. But because, because of the rivalries we see, mm. because people who like football don't understand that we've got more in common than we have to not in common. Mm-hmm. And there's, maybe there needs to be a little bit more support. But I think sometimes that clubs trade off that as well. You know, there's only a few teams that actually pay a living wage. You can say that you're part of a community, but what are you actually giving back to that community? So I think fundamentally there needs to be um, some brothers that come in f- f- on that side of things. But that's, well, that, but that's, afford, but that's not relevant to this subject. If you're going to um, trade off the back of being a community club and being part of, uh, a, of a town, then you need to give a little, a little bit back as well. And that also needs to be a rule uh, that comes down from above as well. Well, but what I mean is that when I'm talking, when I say it's a part of a community, I mean mm. it means an awful lot to the people and of the community. I don't mean about their relationship <clears> from the club to the fans because the because clubs fuck over fans all the time at every level. Yeah, but, not, but the fans not, still love them. Yeah, it's not a fact. I'm, I'm saying that if you're a community club and you are trading off the back of uh, being a big part of the community, there needs to be uh, some rules in play, not just about the financial um, uh, regulations on how you own the club, but also how you treat staff who are obviously people from the from from the city or the town that they're from uh, going to work for their football clubs. So it needs to work both ways, I think. Yeah. I've, clearly something needs to change. I yeah. Think, but that's not, agree. obviously that's not on, on that point of Shorey sure. and Bolton got in the fucking wall, is it? Yeah. No. Well, well, we sincerely hope so that very soon that, that whole thing gets sorted out because, oh my God. But the guy who runs, the guy who runs yeah. Burry at most, Steve Dow, he's, he's well, an absolute embarrassment. Anyway. Joker. Yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, should, we like, should we lighten the mood? Yeah, let's have yeah. something a little bit more lighter. You've heard of Keith playing for Keith? No, oh, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Go you on. know about that, don't you? I found out at the weekend that there was a player playing for Hamilton who got sent off. Mm. Bless him. He's only 17. I think probably on his debut, Jamie Hamilton. No. Playing for Hamilton. No. It's all the rage up in Scotland. He wants to be on the pitch where it's happening. Speaking of regulations... I want a first name, though. I want Hamilton Hamilton. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah, yeah. Hamilton I th- Rickard. I think... Yeah, that's Get him in work. there. Hamilton Redcard. I think every every <laughs> team every team in Scotland should have a player playing for them who's the same name as them. <laughs> so, I mean, at the moment, we've only got Keith at Keith, Jeremy Hamilton at Hamilton, mm. and uh, Johnny Rangers at Rangers. So. <laughs> yeah. Did That's you see, a shame. can we get a little take on uh, Antoine Griezmann's um, uh, celebration with glitter? What, what was that all about? <laughs> somebody gave him a lot of glitter when he scored and he threw it up in the air. I think, it's, I, think it's a, I think it's a basketball. No, somebody gave it. Oh, handed it to him. Yeah, handed it to him. It's very camp. Is it? It's, it's like a sort of thing you'd expect to see at the West End Theatre. I think it's like an NBA, an NBA player. He's it? like yeah. the Tory Night King, isn't he? <laughs> He's like the Tory Night King. <laughs> But, I'm, but I said on Twitter that um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of talking about football technologies. Obviously, um, if you're watching on a very low uh, bandwidth um, stream, yes. um, glitter or confetti really messes with the stream oh, because yeah. of the way that uh, yeah. codecs work. He's not th- just thinking. He's, Antoine Griezmann is not thinking about people illegally watching that football match. Is no, he? legally as well, Marcus Speller. Yeah, have some respect for some of us who have limited bandwidth in our homes. Fair enough. Fifteen yeah. megabits download and upload. Yeah, you're only in central London, aren't you? Yeah. I know. Well, it can't be helped. Can How it? much does it cost you? Well, a month? It can be helped. Three hundred pounds. Three hundred pounds a month he pays. What for a business line? Yeah. Wow. My giddy arm. Marcus and you can't even himself. You can't even see glitter properly. I can't even see That's glitter really properly. Have you Glitter's also terrible for the environment, isn't it? So yeah. Stop throwing it around, everyone. Is that right? So Pl- plastic is terrible for the environment as well. Every piece of plastic that's ever been invented still exists. Maybe Think the... about that. Mm. Nice. That is quite weird, isn't it? Maybe yeah. Griezmann should just throw plastic bottles in the air and go, yeah, <laughs> I only used them once. Yeah, screw the, the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has gone really dark again, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed it is. Mm. Uh, talking about bandwidth, Peter. What? Let's go back to Stevie Bruce. Oh, yeah, he was spotted on the touchline, wasn't he, watching the cricket? <laughs> he loved that, he loves just showboating. The, he loves the cricket. Can, does I, can I say five, five minutes left at Spurs? Hang on, Stokes, he's still in back. No, there was a picture, <laughs> of Steve, or a little bit of footage of, of Steve Bruce mm. watching the cricket before the game. Yeah. Mm. And at the time, I was thinking, this is going to come back and bite. If you're going <laughs> to complain about people not saying you can take a warm up yeah, properly, yes. and you're seen watching the cricket <laughs> half hour before kickoff, oh, now Newcastle are going like... to get beaten. England are going to lose the third test against yeah. Australia. Uh-huh. Tell you what, flip but, reverse but it. All thanks pa- to Brucey. What a power move it now looks though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need a warm up. Just yeah. going to watch the cricket to warm up. Cricket, See how you yeah. like that. Oh, he said it. it took over the dressing room for half an hour. Not even focused on the football. Yeah. Still yeah. Yeah, before that, he said, big congratulations to the cricket. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> big congratulations on the cricket. Just cricket. Look, in what's general. a big moment for the sport generally? So Just cricket. Yeah. Cricket was the winner. Joel Linton sat there going, What is going on? I fear we're three exactly. I fear <laughs> we are three games in as Steve Bruce is already wearing his heart too far on the I love sleeve. it. I, to be we fair, all love it. To be fair with that cricket match, Peter. It was amazing. Gotta get I mean I was not when you're preparing for a match against uh, a, a European no, I was I couldn't be bothered about the football when that cricket <laughs> game was going. And Brucey Look, he's just a fellow Englishman. You just like the England part of it. Would it have gone too far Sorry? if Joel Linton came onto you the pitch? You know what you do. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> just, he only likes cricket because of England. England. It would have I been... only like cricket because of England. <laughs> England participate in most other sports. Carry on, look. If Joel Linton came into the dressing room and what? <laughs> would it have been too far if Joel Linton came onto the pitch after the team talk dressed in cricket pads? <laughs> <laughs> he got confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I don't think any of the Spurs defence could have um, caught with a googly. Do they still do googlies in cricket? Probably. Is that a thing? Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, you know what, do you know what it is? I can explain if you want. A googly what? is just a ball that goes the other yeah, way yeah. as expected. Right. Yeah. 
Different to a York. Occasionally called a wrongen. A wrongen. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, a wrongen, and, mate. And in India, they call it a doosra. Is that right? A doosra. Yeah, yeah. But we can all like agree, word. pizza full toss. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that, I don't mind. <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening Eat to the Ramble Football Ramble <laughs> Daily. Uh, Luke Moore, it's been a pleasure. I've got a load of tweets to my tweet about the cricket reply and saying, um, announce cricket ramble. Damn right. <laughs> uh, Peter, thank you very much. Jim, lovely to have you back. Lovely to be back. Bye. Excellent. This was a Stakhanov production.